Hello, welcome to the Neuron League Podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Broman. Today's episode, I look back at the week three loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. It was a disappointing performance for the Commanders. The Eagles show that they're class of the East right now, and that Washington has a long way to go. They need to bounce back quickly and get back to 500 this week versus Dallas. Preview that week four matchup versus the Cowboys. And the Cowboys are coming off two straight wins with backup quarterback Cooper Rush at the helm. They're looking for a third in row this week versus the Commanders. A lot to get to, so let's get started. All right, looking back at the Philly game, obviously wasn't very much good to talk about. Um, O-line was very, very poor. So that Sam Cosme had his worst game of the season and you know one of his worst games of his young career. Um, was consistently getting beat off the edge. Looked slow, which he's not slow for a lineman. He ran a sub 540 at the combine. Um, he's been better at the reverse. He's been better as a run blocker than a pass blocker, but um, so that's that was evident on Sunday. Um, but the team's not running the ball very much right now anyway, so they're going to need to show up that pass protection um, on the right side of the line. Leno didn't look very good on the outside either. Um, no one really played consistently. I thought Schweitzer was okay at center. Um, maybe that was a disruption for Carson, why he held the ball a little longer because it was a little different cadence on snap counts. Um, you know, guard-wise, Trey Turner and Norwell didn't play well either. It might be a time to you know, bring back an old friend like Eric Flowers. He had a really good year last year at guard. Um, obviously, Ron felt differently. He brought two of his Carolina guys and Trey Turner and Andrew Norwell back into the picture. But Eric Flowers is still on the street. Maybe someone that just brings depth. Um, you got Sadiq Charles back and those two up. Um, but Sadiq obviously is not getting much. Um, hasn't been really got much run ever since he was drafted here a few years ago. So um, O-line was really bad. Carson held the ball way too long. Um, you know, nine sacks total. Four or five probably were on Carson. Um, still, it's giving up four or five just purely on your offensive line isn't great either. Um, Carson played poor, so no doubt about that. He was really bad in the first half. Um, missed some throws. Um, uh, you know, he, it is what it is. He's going to have, like I said in the first podcast, um, for this season against Jaguars, he's going to have some really good moments, get low moments. Um, he just can't have a full game worth, and that's obviously why the team was so, you know, down from really since the first half. You know, it was a scoreless first quarter, but Philly kind of took over in the second quarter and really didn't have to score the rest of the game because the offensive line wasn't, excuse me, the offense wasn't doing anything for Washington. Carson, um, at his worst game so far as the commanders, you know, he, he showed what he could do with that beautiful ball to Terry McLaurin on the left sideline, made a perfect throw in between Darius Slay and Chauncey Gardner Johnson over the top. Um, they just seem more consistently from Carson. And that's what Carson's been the last couple of years. He shows flashes, but then has plays where he holds the ball too much. I mean, there was definitely some plays where he was trying to look for, you know, plays deep down the field, which is something, you know, Washington fans probably like to see because they haven't had a quarterback try to push a ball down the field. But he had, you know, three, two or three of those sacks where he had, you know, guys in the flat, whether it was Curtis Samuel, J.D. McKissick, you know, that he could have just dumped it down, given four or five yards and move on to the next play and put the team in a better position. So that's kind of been the MO for Carson. He's, you know, obviously rectify that, but I don't know if he's going to. That's kind of who he is at this point. He just can't, you know, let it culminate to a full, pretty horrible game performance. Um, it's obviously Terry get more targets. Obviously it was more, you know, in garbage time, but, you know, six catches, 100 yards for him. His first 100-yard game of the season. Obviously showed with that great, you know, speed down the field over Darius Slay. Um, did have that one drop in third, that third and 22 in the, in the red zone. Um, wasn't, you know, the easiest catch, but you expect a guy like Terry to make that play. Um, it was, you know, good ball by Carson to put, you know, put it where it was, especially in the third and long um, situation like that. Curtis has continued to get his. I mean, he's, I love that he's, you know, been able to stay healthy. They're getting the ball to him a lot of different ways. He leads the team in targets. He's a good player. Uh, you know, I'm happy to see what he's doing with Care, what he was doing when he was with Carolina to, you know, translate over here into Washington now. And if he consistently stays healthy, this is what the fan base can expect. 
he's a guy that gets you 10, t- 10 touches a game just for between catches and receiving, receiving and rushing. So happy to see um, you know him you know, playing the way he is. Jahan Dawson had that obviously rare drop. You know, expect to see that from him. Um, he's probably the most sure hands on the team outside of Terry. Um, and that was a tough play. It was a classic case of him trying to make a play before he had locked, looked the ball in. Um, would have been first down play, third and 12. Luckily, the team still was able to get a first down on a um, special teams penalty the next play because that was a third 12 play that was would have been a third and 12 conversion if Jahan was able to hold on to it. Wasn't able to. Um, like I said, it worked out in the end that they were able to get a first down on a, I think it was a personal foul by Jordan Davis the next play on special teams. They still didn't score a touchdown off that drive or even a field goal, um, but that is it is what it is at that point. Um, defensively, Kendall Fuller continues his poor start to the season. Um, he's just not getting his head around. I mean, he's there. He's he's there in position to make a play. He just doesn't. Um, really disappointing the way Kendall has started off this season. Um, they're going to need him to exponentially step his game up because he's their best corner. And him, William Jackson, are their best corners, and Kendall's not playing like it. Rashad Wild Goose is Rashad Wild Goose. He's a slot corner that had to play. After William Jackson went hurt, got hurt, and he was continuously targeted by Philly. That's what you're supposed to do when you see a weak link on the defense. And Wild Goose was a guy that, you know, was a guy that looked like he hadn't played very much in the NFL, and that's exactly what Philly was able to expose him to be. Um, I would like to see him go more of that Buffalo nickel role, have Cam just play in the slot um, and bring in Derek Forrest. But Wild Goose, I think, played over 40 plays, and his team won't commit to signing quality players, cornerbacks, sec- uh, secondary in general, or defensive line or linebackers, they constantly just get guys that are young guys and hope for the best, and that's why this team is where it is. So um, they could have signed a you know veteran nickel or veteran corner. There's no corner depth. We've talked about I've talked about this before, um, and it's, it's it's starting to play. It's starting to show you know what happens when a guy like William Jackson or Kenneth Fuller or even St. Juice goes down. I thought Cam Carroll was okay for the most part. Obviously, it's his first game back. Want to see him play a lot better. He will play a lot better. I have a lot of confidence in him to him to be one of the best players on this defense. Um, he's a very, very smart player. I love the way he um, prepares for the game. He is an avid film watcher. And obviously he's become a veteran in that defensive uh, unit, even going into his third year. He's a leader back there, and I expect him to continue to get better as he gets more reps, getting more comfortable into the season. St. Juice was pretty solid on the outside. Um, he got beat a little bit, but you could definitely tell how much more comfortable he is on the outside. He's not a slot corner. Another classic case of this team, putting players where they're not supposed to be, like Jamin Davis last year playing the mic when he never was a mic linebacker. Um, but St. Juice does look better out there, but at, there's, he's going to have to go back into the slot. William Jackson's on a slot corner. Kendall didn't play well in the slot last year. Kendall's the more most experienced to do it. He just didn't play well in it last year, but Kendall's not playing well on the outside this year, so maybe it is time to make Kendall the slot corner again, put St. Juice on the outside, see if that makes a difference for the secondary. Uh, Montez Sweat, um, really big fan of him, but he, he's becoming more and more with the pressures. He's getting close enough but not getting there. This team needs to make him to make those plays, especially with Chase Young out, especially the way Davis is playing. They need a guy like Montez to show that, you know, premier talent and just get get there. I know it sounds easier said than done, but, you know, Montez has it in him to, you know, push his play up and, you know, definitely, you know, make some big-time plays for this team because he can do it. I thought Jamie Davis is getting better. Um, they're finally using him as a blitzer. That's why I liked him at Kentucky, and I thought he could have done it more last year, but they didn't do that. He has three sacks, which leads the team. Um, he's a natural um, blitzer from the linebacker position, and they're letting him go upfield, and that's kind of what he was at Kentucky. Instead of having you know to worry about calling the plays and play that Mike Lyman position, he's playing better. Ever since Del Rio called him out, even Ron to an extent, um, he's getting better and better, so I'm glad to see that for Jamin. And Deron Payne, you know, that, I mean, obviously he was – one play in the game, but the safety, the first two points for Washington, that was a hell of a play by Duran. Walked back Dallas Goddard in the backfield like he should. You know, Duran was on a tight end and he made it, um, made it play like he should. And Duran's playing for a contract, and he's showing it the way he's played these first three games. 
he's a very, very good player. And I think, you know, he's going to get paid, whether it's here or somewhere else, a brush line defense tackle money because he has a boatload of talent. He's still young, especially for only a fifth year player. I think he's still only 25 years old. Um, so Deron's a guy that is, um, you know, going to get you know top tier D tackle money in the offseason, whether it's from Washington or for someone else. Moving on to the Dallas game, you got the Cowboys defense, one of the best in the league right now. Um, um, get Demarcus Lawrence, Dorrance Armstrong off the edge, and of course Micah, which I'll get to in a se- into it in a second. Um, defensive tackles like a Bohanna and uh, Ogadizuwa, which I think is from Oklahoma. No, that's UCLA. Um, those two are pretty solid and inside, not great, but they're you know they're good interior linemen for them. Demarcus Lawrence is having more of a renaissance here this year after injuries last couple of years. Armstrong's an improved player from Kansas. Um, He's a guy that's been able to get off the edge pretty pretty quickly. He's a nice first step. Michael Parsons, obviously, is one of the best defensive players in the league. Um, the way he can rush the pass, the way he can play linebacker, and the way he can cover, he's, he's a freak. Um, and it's unfortunate that he's in the NFC East and a Dallas Cowboy for Washington um, you know, for years to come. That's going to be the number one focus. He was the biggest game record against Dallas last year, the first game, um, when he completely destroyed the game plan. Um, against Taylor Heineke, they have to neutralize him. If they don't, they're going to lose. Micah can easily win this game by himself, the way this offense is playing. So um, it's the way his team is playing. Um, so they have to neutralize him. They have to double him. They have to chip him, whether it's with J.D. McKissick, whether it's with um, Logan Thomas, John Bates, Monty Rodgers, whoever the heck's playing tight end, they have to help with Micah because he will wreck this game. Um, if they are not careful, careful, because it's a prime example of what they did last year, their first game against Dallas against the home, which was at home. Anthony, uh, Anthony Barr and um, Lane Van Der Esch are their other linebackers. Barr's not playing as much. Um, they don't, no one really plays with linebackers, three linebackers anymore, but Van Der Esch is still is a you know, pretty solid player in the middle for Dallas. Um, he's actually been healthy last year, which is kind of a difference for him. Um, Secondary-wise, um, you obviously got Trayvon Diggs, I think is probably one of the more overrated players in the league, but he has played better this year in coverage. Still very handsy and usually doesn't get called for it. Um, multiple times last year he was holding Terry that wasn't called. But Diggs obviously can't take away from that he is one of the best, if not the best, ball skills as a corner outside of J.C. Jackson maybe in the NFL. Um, I just think his coverage skills will be a lot to be desired. Um, he's definitely boomer bust. He's going to go for the interception, but it will haunt him too because teams can beat him on double moves. Anthony Brown's a subpar outside corner. Jordan Lewis is an okay slot corner. J. Ron Curse is a good safety for them, but he's been hurt. Donovan Wilson, their other safety, is a solid player. If uh, Curse is out, you're looking at Malik Hooker, Israel Mamuku, Mukuamu, um, to replace him, who's a former corner at, from South Carolina University. So um, secondary-wise, they can be had, um, especially if you know Trayvon Diggs on Terry. I still think Terry can get his against Trayvon. Um, it just, you know, last year he had a couple of different plays and makes some plays, but it was overthrow or underthrow by Heineke. And um, he's withheld a lot. I mean, uh, uh, by Trayvon, too. If you watch the film, he was literally grabbed multiple times by Dick. So hopefully they'll call that this year. Um, they have to get the ground game going. It's slowed down that pass rush with Parsons and um, Armstrong and Lawrence. Um, I, they have to stick to it. I know Scott kind of ditches it pretty quickly, but I don't care if Jonathan Williams is back there because he's more of a bigger bruiser type. Um, Curtis Sam will get some touches. J.D. McKissick, obviously, have Antonio Gibson, who I still really like, but they haven't really got him going yet. And obviously, obviously, the line has been open up the holes, but, um, you know, it's just they need to stick with it. And they, they have to look, get a closer to a 50-50 split, which obviously is not probably going to happen, but even if it's 45-55, just to set up play action, set up quick game, set up screens to Curtis, to Terry, Jahan, um, they need to do something like that to, um, to disrupt the rhythm of this Dallas defense. Um, like I said earlier, they need tight end and running back help to, you know, chip or um, help with Micah Parsons. 
attack Brown, attack Lewis, Curtis, and Jahan can definitely beat those guys. I expect Jahan to maybe have his best game of his young career so far, maybe 80 yards and a touchdown. I think he, he was gonna he's going to definitely atone for that drop last week. Um, and, and have a nice game for Washington, in my opinion. Terry can beat Trayvon Diggs, I think. I really do. Um, like I said, Trayvon is handsy, and he can be had, um, especially on double moves. And Terry is faster than Trayvon Diggs, so you know, he can get beat over the top. Um, I would say the Cowboys offense, um, you got Tyler Smith, left tackle, the rookie from Tulsa, Connor McGovern, Baez, the former center from Wisconsin, Zach Martin, who obviously is one of the lead guards in the league, and then um, Terrence Steele, um, who's an average right tackle in this league, maybe below average, but he has played better than less probably a week or two. Um, offensively, you got C.D. Lamb. I'm, I've always been high on C.D. He's one of my favorite players coming to that 2020 draft class. He has a case of the drops. He's, he's inconsistent. We saw that last week of that drop for touchdown, but obviously he had an amazing one-handed catch for a touchdown as well. Noah Brown is a guy that is a solid receiver um, for Dallas just because he has a really good rapport. Cooper Rush, obviously, with them practicing together all these years, was huge. Um, Jalen Tolbert I'm high on as a former third-round pick at a South Alabama, but he hasn't got much run yet. Um, Gallup could be back, but I haven't heard anything of that that nature. Turpin, the rookie, more of a return guy, but losing him more on jet sweeps and um, gadget plays. Dalton Schultz is questionable to play, so then you have Hendershot and Jake Ferguson as the backups. That will be a big help for Washington if Schultz can't play. But obviously the biggest guys you have to worry about is Zeke Gillett and um, Tony Pollard. Those are guys that are leaning on right now with Rush at quarterback. If they don't stop them, it's not going to be a good game, good game for Washington because they haven't been able to stop the run all year. And Pollard and Elliott are probably coming off their best game together as a duo. So um, you got Pollard, who's more of a lightning type, and Elliott bringing the thunder. So Washington really has to concern themselves with those two. Need Montez to have a big game. Bring the rush to confuse. Um, Montez, I think, hopefully can have one or two sacks against guys like Dollar Smith and Terrence Steele. They're you know, average left tackle and a right tackle in this league right now. Montez has to step up and have a big game. I think they need to bring the rush to confuse that young over The offensive line hasn't played too much together. And to really get Cooper Rush rattled, he hasn't thrown a pick yet this year. Hopefully Washington can um, get one off him this year, this week. Um, like I said, Lamb has been up and down with the drops. Brown is very sure-handed and someone Cooper Rush looks forward in tough situations. Um, and like I said, Tur- Tolbert's a guy that hasn't got too much run yet, and Turpin's a guy that watch on jet sweeps. Have to focus on Zeke and Tony Pollard. They can't stop them. It can't, it's, I just don't think it's going to be a win for Washington, so those guys definitely need to be accounted for. Need the defensive line to Ron, John, to really step up. Um, in the middle there, Montez to contain the edge. Jameson Williams is able to play contain Jed Casey Tuhill as well. If he's able to play, Cole, Cole Holcomb needs to step up. Jamin Davis, even if David Mayo gets out there because they like him better against the run, um, they need to do it. If they think Jamin can't do it and Mayo's better, then I guess what they have to do. But Jamin's speed is going to be you know more beneficial going on this guy like Tony Pollard. Cooper Rush is doing just enough to win. They need to make him uncomfortable. He hasn't been great, but he's you know not hurting Dallas. That's half the battle. So that's why they've won. They haven't really played great um the Bengals are I think gonna be a lot better later than they are now and the Giants are still were a paper tiger at 2-0 and I don't see them with so many more than four or five games this year uh, but Dallas was able to beat them on Monday night um Washington needs this win um I'm excited to see them in their new alternate black uniforms that's you know pretty cool hopefully even if they lose they'll look good doing it but hopefully they win and, and get the commanders their first win in those alternate black uniforms I'm going with a commander's win it's because they need it and they really really do I'm gonna go commander 24-21 uh, now moving on to fantasy uh, real quick. Um, I have Trevor Lawrence, the guy to you'll pick up. He's an owner of about 50% of the ESPN leagues. He's averaging almost 22 points a game. He's got Philly this week. Obviously a tougher matchup, but he looks really good um, now under Doug Peterson. Um, Cleo Herbert, the Bears running back, is a good guy to have. Um, 20 carries, 157 yards, two touchdowns last week going to the Giants. He gets to maybe even take over RB1 even when Montgomery comes back. 
Backup running backs look at Alexander Madison playing the Saints. He had 28 yards and a touchdown last week, filling in for Cook when Cook went out. And Jamal Williams got 20 carries, 87 yards, two touchdowns, filling in for Swift, who might be out for a few weeks. They're going against the Seahawks. Receivers, Romeo Debs, the Packers, young receiver. Lights come out of Nevada. Little bit of inconsistent hands, but definitely a good speed guy for Aaron to look at. 73 yards and a touchdown last week going against the Pats. You got Traylon Burks, first-round pick. 115 yards and eight catches only so far in these three games, but he's going against the Colts. He's the best receiver in Titans talent-wise, and I think he's someone that's going to start to get more reps as the season goes on. This is more of a longer play, in my opinion. And then David Njoku coming off a great game. A career game, 8-9 yards and a touchdown last week on a career-high nine catches going against the Falcons this week. Titans is barren, but if you get a guy like Njoku, that might be a guy to you know, look out for this week. Well, with that, that includes the Run League episode. Hope the team get a W this week after two straight L's and get to 2-2. Two but winning against their biggest rivals go a long way and feeds the fan base. I'll be back next week looking back at the Cowboys game and previewing the Week 5 home game versus the Titans. Maybe Brian Robinson Jr. and Chase Young will be back for those games, for that game. It'll be a chance to get a win versus a wounded division rival here in Dallas, so hopefully Washington can do it. You can follow me on Twitter at NFL Scout, at NFL Scout 21 and Instagram at RomanLeague underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.